Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. Here's our latest message. All right. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for joining. If you haven't been a part of these last couple of messages, we have been going through the book of James together. And so I would encourage you right now, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you may be in your PJs, uh, you may be watching, you may be listening, driving in the car, but grab your Bible or listen in, take a pause and just read James chapter five. Really, in hindsight, it's only 20 verses. And you know, the the premise of this this chapter, I, I just wanna title really quickly right off the bat, and it's the judge is at the door. And I know it's a pretty intimidating statement, but for me, it's one that I have learned to grow into. And, and I'm actually grateful that the judge is at the door. I'm actually grateful that God is on the other side of the door. And I would argue he's on the other side of every person's door. He's on the other side of your door right now. And we have no idea when he will open it, when he will come in, and when really, what that means is every person is gonna see eternity. Every person is gonna meet Jesus face to face and we will have to make an account for it. So James develops that in this chapter and I wanna dive in with you and talk with you about what that looks like. So if you wanna read with me, I'm in James chapter five and I'm gonna be starting at verse seven and I'm gonna stop right at verse nine and then we're gonna talk and break down what the remainder verses are. So it says this, be patient then, brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the Lord to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. And then here it is, here's that statement, here's the title of this talk. The judge is standing at the door. And you know, um, I remember when I was young, and I guarantee you, you've had maybe some similar correlation or story. Uh, I'll never forget when I was young, there was this particular group of people that would come, and they still do to this day, I just don't see them as much. But they would come almost like every Saturday or every weekend, and they would, you know, they would huddle up. I remember I'd look outside, they'd huddle up in, the, in the, a per certain part of the neighborhood, and they would look like they would pray, and then they would begin to walk and go door by door, neighbor to neighbor, and they would knock on people's door. And I'll never forget, the first couple of times I was actually interested to talk to these people, and you know, they wanted to talk to you about other planets, and, and uh, they had some interesting theology on like, eternity and, and virgins and some kind of crazy stuff, but I'll just never forget they were so persistent and when they would come to the door, they would knock on the door. What happened was after a while you caught on to, I don't want to open the door. Like I do not want to be in conversation with them because they're just going to kind of like talk my head off and I just am not in the mood. I'm not really feeling it. And you know, you could be hiding at the door. You could be hiding in certain parts. You could tell everyone to be quiet and like grab the dog and just simmer down. And then they, they would just wait patiently. And <laughs> you could look and like peek your eye through like the side door. Sometimes they would see you. I don't know if you've been in a similar situation. I have. But you know, it's interesting when you think about someone being on the other side of the door, oftentimes you're either incredibly excited about it or you're dreading it. And when you think about what James is talking about and he's telling the community, remember, let's go back 2000 plus years ago, right around the time of 60 AD, people had a different understanding of God is at the door, Jesus is at the door, the Lord is near. They, they wanted to hear that. 
They were waiting and anticipating the Lord's return because there was so much turmoil, persecution, people being slaughtered and killed and, and stoned to death because of the name of Jesus. And so I wanna ask you this thought and this question really, are, are you aware that God is at the door? Are you aware that the judge is at the door? And is that amazing news to you? Like, are you like, man, I know that he's on the other side of the door and in any moment, he's gonna come in, I don't really have the say so. Or are you that type of person that's like, we're not ready, I'm not ready for this, I don't wanna see God, I, I, don't, I don't even wanna talk to God right now, I I'm really have a lot to work on and you're hiding, you're grabbing the kids, you're shutting the dog down, you're, you're simmering down because you don't want to open the door, or you don't want the door to be open. But regardless of what we think, James is trying to tell us in the last chapter that you have to be ready. Be ready in season and out of season. Be ready and know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is at the door. So Mr. Businessman, did you know the judge is at the door? Son or daughter, brother or sister, did you know the son is at the door? Friend, did you know the judge is at the door? The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So what James has taught us in this one-liner of meaning, if you were on an elevator and you had to give someone this one-liner of what James is and your life depended on it, I've kind of looked and kind of honed down in one sentence the power behind the book of James, really a culmination of just five chapters, arguably, a correlation of the Proverbs, a wisdom of, of text. And I would hone it down into this phrase, faith lived out loud. That's what James is about. James is, again, he's, he's gotten in our face and he said, it's not a private thing, it's incredibly public. So we're going public with this. We're gonna put it on our social media in our context. We're gonna put it on Facebook if you have one. We're even gonna go as far as to do some TikToks about Jesus. It doesn't matter. Wherever we do, whatever we, wherever we go, our, our neighbors, our friends, our families, loved ones around us, our coworkers, our boss, every person that we encounter, do they know that you actually believe in this Jesus? And if you believe in him, are you living it out? James has this argument and conversation with our soul on this topic. So basically there's this key characteristic to a follower of Jesus and here it is. James is saying as, as we continue to break down this chapter, if, if you just read it again, there's so much to unpack but in verse 12 he says, above all brothers and sisters, do not swear. Not by heaven or by earth or by anything. All you need to say is a simple yes or a no. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so James is reminding us we need to have some of these principles down, this entire book down, this entire understanding down, uh, taking care of the widow, not, not showing honor to just someone that's rich and someone that's not poor, like just taking care of people. He, he, he kind of develops all of this, and again, he's doing it again, and he's saying, the reason why you have to be careful is because the judge is at the door. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that knows your soul, the one at the end of the day is the only one that can judge you. He's at the door. Are you ready? And so one of the principles again is, here it is, can you keep your word? Are you a type of person that lives your life out in such a way where your yes is your yes and your no is your no? So my first point, we understand we want to be people of principle. At least that's my heart. At least that's my desire and I would pray in our community, we wanna keep growing, we wanna keep thriving, we wanna be called to more. And so you must ask yourself, are you a person 
of principle and do you keep your word? You see, if you're dealing with a follower of Jesus, all you're gonna need to say or all you really need to say is yes or no. In anything you do, James is saying this is a big principle we need to be very careful of. Why? Because the judge is at the door. We can't be people that flop back and forth like a dying fish. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're ready to, to do something or say something. We agree to do something. We, we agree to be a part of this crew or, or this, this uh, gathering or this movement. Or we said we were going to be at that one place at that one time. And you just woke up that day and, and just weren't feeling it. Your emotions got in the way of it. I mean, I understand there's things that will get in the way of our schedule and that all makes sense. But at the end of the day, are we just, we just turn to and fro like a wave and like a flopping fish just because of how we woke up that morning and how we felt? Or are we a type of person that says, my yes will be yes and my no will be no because I just know God is watching me and he's judging me and the judge is at the door. And I know this is a little bit meatier and I, I'm grateful that this one's meatier because it puts in perspective how important we are to live our life. And James bring this in, he brings this in in chapter five and he says, this is why you must live your faith out. There are some pretty important principles. You see, there's something called, I give you my word. Hey, I give you my word. I, I don't have to swear in a Bible. I don't have to put it on my mom or my dad. I don't have to put it on my spouse. Like, I, I swear, uh, I, I don't know, I put it on God, right? First of all, we probably should never even do that. And James is saying, you don't need to. It's a simple yes or no. And my question to you on this thought is, how would you live your life differently? Or how would your life be different today if you would have just kept your word? Just a thought for you. Here's the next point as, as we just kind of un, un, unravel this chapter. The judge is, is at the door, or the judge being at the door puts things in perspective in hindsight for us. And really, it's that it gives us the ability to live powerful lives. Really, really powerful, shaking. Other people are really blown away by our lifestyle, the way we live, the way we walk, and the way we talk. You see, every believer can have a mindset that says this. On the other side of the door is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Therefore, on this side of the door, I will think powerful and pray powerful and live powerful. And that's the thing, and that's why James brings up the Lord's coming is near. The judge is at the door. If I know that God is on the other side of the door and in any moment he's gonna swing it open, in any moment he's gonna say, hey, it's time. It's time to talk. It's time to go. It's time to, 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 to look at what's next in your life in eternity. In any moment he can swing the door open. And what for me, as I have, am living my life, I just need to know that in my household, in my life, the way that I'm living, if I know that God is on the other side of the door, I actually find more confidence in the way that I live my life, and the way that I pray, and the way that I speak to other people. There is a power that can come upon you through the Holy Spirit with just the mindset of knowing. The judge is on the other side of the door. I'm on this side. And hey, he's for me and not against me. You see, I'm gonna rise up in faith because God is at the door. In a heartbeat, that door is gonna open. So James talks about some things. He talks about praying for the sick. He talks about believing in faith. He talks about taking care of the widow. And to his audience, he says something that shocked them. And here it is. 
Here's the illustration he gives. He says, Elijah was a man just like us. And to us, we're like, oh, that's kind of cool, Elijah, that's great. But no, like, if, if we're to put it in context, it's like me saying, hey, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Giannis, they're all like us. And we can really be like them. We can kind of own up, like live up to their standard. We would think that, you would think I'm crazy. I mean, put whatever superstar or someone that has just done phenomenal things in our life, in our day and age, in our culture, like put them at our standard and say, we can kind of live up and do those things that they did. They would say 2000 plus years ago, 60 AD, James, you're crazy. Why on earth would you even compare us to Elijah? You see, that's like 